This week on the Square Wolves, we practice social distancing. We put away our fancy microphones and we go a little bit more low tech as we quarantine ourselves and discuss two films about viruses 28 Days Later and Mayhem. Wash your fucking hands. This is Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? Ah, it's a little, it's a little strange <laughs> this week. Feeling so distant. I know. I feel like I can't reach out and touch you like I normally do. Mm. David and I normally hold hands during the podcast, but um, yeah, because, we play footsie. Yeah, because of the coronavirus, and then Alan just sits across the room and watches us. Um, taking fucking purge. Yeah, with his pants around his ankles. Um, <laughs> Stroking his beard. Yes. Yeah. Now you touch him. Um, <laughs> throwing dollar bills at us. Uh, so because of the coronavirus, because of everything that's going on, social distancing, we thought we should be responsible citizens. And uh, although we did want to get together, you know, to record and also to see one another because we haven't been in the same room for over a month. I did. 28 days. 28 days, yeah. Exactly 28 <laughs> days. Um, we uh, thought it best for our own safety and for the safety of uh, those around us that we don't go out. So uh, so this week, we are going to discuss two movies uh, that David picked that kind of, I don't know, exemplify <laughs> what's going on these days. <laughs> Um, yeah, David, you picked these movies, so do you want to introduce them? Sure. Well, that was part of the reason. It was, um, yeah, just kind of looking at the the way the world is going and um, just current events. And then I got out a calendar, and I was like, man, it's been a long time since we recorded. And I was like, when is our next session? And I counted that it was exactly 28 days between our last session. And I was Ooh. like, that just seems just too bizarre uh, to not talk about these movies. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of picked two movies that are about infections, so both that are kind of on the surface zombie movies, but they're not zombie movies, it's about people that are infected, uh, and then the impacts that it has uh, on society and stuff, so I was like, yeah, let's go with these two movies. Yeah. And it had been a while since I had seen either of them. Yeah, and I think that these movies, um, you know, one of them is more well-known than the other, so 28 Days Later will be the first movie that we're discussing, and I think that that's more well known than the others. Had 
Had you seen this movie before, Alan? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Um, and it was during a time when I don't think there were a whole lot of zombie movies. Right? I know it's not a zombie movie, but I think it falls in that kind of category. Well, and I think what happened um, was um, this movie, directed by Danny Boyle, came out in 2002. And mm-hmm. it um, started the whole zombie craze that happened. Re- in the reboot. Movie. It started, it yeah. kind of brought the reboot. Yeah, the, yeah, it kind of breathed life back into the genre. Right. Yeah, of course, yeah. because a couple years after that, you got the Days of the Dead remake. Um, you got Shaun of the Dead, which came out, uh, mm-hmm. another great uh, uh, English uh, film. Yeah. Uh, the, a couple years later, you had uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah. too. Yep. Uh, that's what I said. Didn't I say that? You said Days of the Dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Dawn of yeah, the Dead. Dawn of yeah, Dawn of yeah. the Dead. I apologize. But yeah, there, there were, yeah, in the following years, we saw more zombie movies coming out, and I think this kind of, like we said, re- it rebooted the whole thing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, 28 Days Later, uh, like I said, directed by Danny Boyle, came out in 2002, stars Cillian Murphy, who I better know as Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yep. Uh, that's, I mean, I know he's been in a lot of other things, but that's like the primary thing that I know him for. Um, oh, for yeah. sure. He's kind of a Christopher Nolan staple. He's also the bad guy in uh, Red Eye. Yeah, that's right. I forget about that movie. Yeah. Spoiler if you haven't seen it. He's a bad guy. He was in uh, Inception, too. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, another Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. And he's the guy whose head they're going into. Yeah. 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 That's such a good movie. I love that movie. The movie fucked yeah. with me for a while. I saw that in the theater and I was just like. Yeah, he's kind of a Christopher <laughs> Nolan staple. Yeah. Because he was also in uh, Dunkirk. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. Um, but this was Danny Boyle and. Uh, there was a sequel 28 weeks later. Yep. And just, I've never seen that one. I've never seen it either. It's all right. It's got the guy who played, um, Begbie in train spotting. You don't know train spotting. No, I, I, I don't remember it. Well, Oh, okay. I don't very remember long time. Well, he was yeah. the guy who was like, he was the biggest douchebag. He wasn't like one of the core friends. He had like the mustache and, uh, he was always starting the bar fights and he like throws the glass over the, over at the at the pub, he throws the glass over and it hits the lady right in the face, and the whole ball, the whole <laughs> brawl, like breaks out. I don't know. All I really remember about that movie is doesn't isn't that the one that has the scene where the guy goes into the toilet? Yes, that goes you, for a little goes McGregor. for a little swim. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking for his suppositories because <laughs> he, he shoves them up toilet. his ass and then he poops them out. Uh, isn't that caca water? Yeah. <laughs> the worst toilet the worst toilet in Scotland I believe is what it says um, but anyway uh, the sequel stars that guy from Trainspotting yeah. and um, that guy. and some other people but uh, recently Danny Boyle um, well actually a long time ago he had thought of an idea for 28 months later like a mm. third port part of the film but I think it was last year he said he has a really good idea for what 28 months later should be and so Given the circumstances surrounding the coronavirus, you would think that now would be the time maybe to come out with a movie like that because um, we can talk about this movie. Like like Alan said, it's not really zombies. Uh, the movie, yeah, they're the infected. Yeah, so the movie yeah. starts out, it's like uh, there's like this lab where they're doing tests on chimpanzees and, and other animals. And there's like this animal rights activist group um, who's breaking into the lab and they, they're they warned it's by the doctor. Crazy. 
Yeah, because the chimps are like being forced, like Clockwork Orange style, to like watch these terrible violence and all sorts of awful imagery. Yeah, and it's almost like they had purposely infected them with this disease that causes them rage. Yeah. And the doctor even says they're infected, and they're like, "What are they infected with?" Yeah. And he says, "Rage, rage, yeah. <laughs> rage, and adrenaline." Yeah. and he's like, yeah. "Don't let them out because they will kill you." He's like, "I know what yeah. you're trying to do." And that's fine, but don't let these fuckers out. And then the one guy's like, too bad. I'm letting them out. And yep. the, the woman, <laughs> he says to the woman, let them out. And the woman opens the cage. And, se- <laughs> and seemingly the, the chimps were pretty docile in the cage. Like they didn't look like they, they weren't like pounding the cage or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But as soon as they open the uh, cage door, the chimp comes out and just mauls her. Just like rips you his damn face fool. off, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like a domino effect because then, like, yeah, all of them get quickly taken out. Yep. And yeah. the the doctor makes sure that we know that it passes through blood and saliva. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we know the rules right yeah. away. Yep. The rules are: it's not just being bitten. It's like it passes right. through blood and saliva. Yeah. Don't get the blood in your mouth, yeah. or your eyes, or spit, or any of that stuff. Yeah. So. So off don't, the bat, don't kiss, just, don't kiss the monkey. Yeah, <laughs> don't off spank the, bat, the monkey. You can spank this the movie. Really, <laughs> you can spank the monkey. It it really shows its originality with setting these rules. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, the um, then then we flash forward, and it's twenty eight weeks later, or twenty eight days later. I'm sorry. Twenty days. Sorry. Yep. Uh, twenty eight days later, and Cillian Murphy, who ends up being like our our main protagonist in this movie, he uh, is awake, awakes up Rick Grimes style in a. Yeah. So this dick's out. Yeah. Yeah. We see. A- Why is this dick out? Somebody like, put some clothes on the guy. Man, you know maybe. I don't know. I don't know why. Was it your guys' favorite part? A, yeah, I paused it a, for a long time. They make time. a point to show his dick a few times. I'm like, ah, come on, put that away. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care, but. Uh, <laughs> the uh, he uh, yeah runs around. He he wakes up out of a coma, like I said, Rick Grimes style, but pre. Walking Dead. So I guess Walking Dead stole that idea <laughs> from this movie. Um, but he wakes up in the uh, hospital room with the key, like like somebody locked him in and then slid a key under the door. Is why I took it. So that way he could get oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. Much of this mirrors the first. Maybe that's the same person who sold his clothes. <laughs> yeah, like hey, sorry about the clothes, but here's the key so you can get out. Uh, mirrors what, uh, Alan? What were you saying? It mirrors much of the first episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yes. definitely. So he gets out, and he immediately finds a vending machine that has a bunch of, like, Pepsi. I wonder how much Pepsi paid for. Yeah, there's a lot of Pepsi clothes. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi products. But uh, he made... Yeah, take a sip with the, with the logo out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I do it. I always, like, am, am like... Oh, absolutely. And this yeah. tasty beverage. <laughs> this modern times. Oh, um, so it's like societal collapse, post-apocalyptic wasteland. I'm gonna have Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Got to make some money. I do like Pepsi though. Do you, if you had to choose Pepsi or Coke, I mean, you have to choose. You can't just say, "Oh, I don't drink either of them." I'm a Coke guy. Oh no! <laughs> so, like every Super Bowl, are you all about the halftime show? Like, yeah, Pepsi. No. no, I don't watch the Super Bowl, and I don't watch that. You know, I didn't either. watch the Super Bowl at all this year. Uh, I take that back. I watched the last five minutes of it. Um, I was wa- mm. I was doing something else, and then I was like, "Oh, I wonder if the Super Bowl is still on." And I turned it on, and 
uh, it was in that five minutes that the Niners collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and Kansas City like came back from like a yeah. I don't know twenty eight point deficit. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, twenty eight points later. <laughs> twenty eight points, points later. later. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Patrick Mahomes got infected. Yeah, <laughs> in the rage. So he gets Word. out and he Word. finds all these sugary drinks like from this vending machine, <laughs> and he just starts pounding them. Which you can imagine, like being in a coma and not getting taken care of, because who knows the last time. He was taken care of, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's like real thin. Yeah. And uh, he gets out and he starts drinking the, the Pepsi and he's walking around the streets of London. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up a lot now because I was just there. But it's like I was spotting all the spots and I'm like, I was there. I was just there. I was, there. <laughs> I was at that spot. I was right there on the street. I was walking. I was naked there as well. Yeah, I was walking down uh, next to uh, Westminster Abbey naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was that scene, like watching it uh, now, was I thought probably more so for you, Brett, but just very eerie. Like go, like now you turn on the TV, you see Times Square, and there's nobody there. It's just yeah, it's weird seeing places normally that have tons of people just empty. Well, and I think the craziest, yeah. the craziest part about it is, is like. For me, it's like this movie, Night of the Comet, it's like, how do they film this shit? Because I know what that yeah. area of London is like now. And that area is a very high traffic. There's, it's very touristy. So it's mm-hmm. like, they have to film it like either really early in the morning. And That's what they did. They they got up very early and they filmed in those locations just blocked where there off, was very little. Blocked off. Yeah. Traffic. And like, I'm, and, you know. Whatever bystanders there were, you know, they let them know, and yeah. they, you know, they were able to accomplish it. So yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me how they can do that in in, in movies. Uh, I've seen that in movies in New York City also, where it like pans around the city and there's no cars, and you're like, and this is, I mean, 2002 they had CGI, of course, but like even movies like from the 70s and the 80s, where yeah. it's like, how do, how the fuck do they do that? But anyway, yeah. they just are creative with their timing, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. just you know, closed off set locations. Yeah, and yeah. the police, the police department will work with them too, and you know they they have a limited amount of time to do the filming, and they you know they do it and they get out of there basically. So he's walking around these empty streets of London, um, and there's nobody. There's hello, yeah. <laughs> and he finds a church, which I think. Probably, I don't know, like maybe is the wise thing to do, especially like if you're a Catholic, like you're going to go in there and talk, see if there's anybody there that can help you. But he goes in there and he sees somebody off in the distance and he's like, father. But of course, <laughs> the priest is is not. Uh, is, <laughs> he's very angry. Yeah, he's yeah, infected. He anger issues. And yeah. uh, he chases after him. Now, the other thing that this movie does, kind of revolutionary, these infected or zombies, if you want to call it that. They fucking move. Yeah, they're yeah. they're quick. Yeah, this kind of sparked yeah. the whole like fast zombies versus slow zombies thing. Yeah. Now I'm a slow zombie fan. I like slow zombies uh, only because I think if zombies were real, I would have a better chance against slow zombies. <laughs> <laughs> fast zombies, I'd be fucked. <laughs> now here's my question: uh, They're just full of rage. They're not eating these people. They're just tearing them apart. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, we'll come to that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you're going okay. with that. So anyway, <laughs> so he's getting attacked, but he fends himself off or whatever. Um, 
and he ends he gets, up he gets he gets rescued he gets rescued by some people yeah by yeah. this two these two people um the gal's name is sabrina selena 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 yeah. and, and mark. mark and mark yeah, yeah. and yeah. his name uh is is derek What's his name? Uh, Jim. Oh. Killian Murphy? Yeah. His name's Jim. Jim. Jim, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I must have been thinking about a different movie. And, and Selena and Mark, they, they tell Jim about the virus. And at this point, they believe it's spread around the world. Worldwide, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're, yeah. they're fucked. But they take him yeah. in. Like, they're nice to him. They're not like, it's not like in Walking Dead where they meet somebody and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, on your yeah, own. Yeah. yeah. So they, they team up and, and they, Jim wants to go to his parents' house. Yes, yeah. and he wants to check on them, and they're like, "This is a bad idea." And he's like, "No, no, no! Like, I got to see if they're okay." Yes, yeah, so they go to the house. They're not okay. <laughs> they're, well, they're they dead. committed they suicide yeah. in their bed together. Which you know, which I mean, it's given the circumstances. Their son is in a coma in the hospital, right? Yeah, he was a bike messenger. We found out he was a bike messenger, and he got, yeah, he got hit by a car. Hit by a car, and the next thing he knew, he woke up, and all this shit was going on. Yeah, and on the mom's body, I think it was there was a he had, she was holding a photo of Jim as a boy, and then he flipped the picture over, and it was like kind of a note to him, and it was like it's, I think it ends with like "Don't wake up." Mm. There you go. <laughs> Very eerie. Yeah. yeah. Don't wake up. They so, don't want him to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what what's your other? I mean, given what's going on, I mean, would you would you want your kid to wake up and you know wake up to nothing? I would. Death. I would probably try to go down to the hospital and get him. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. and either like we're all gonna end it together type of thing, like he's not gonna make it, or somehow try to get out of it. I don't know. I don't know. Like survival. Like, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of that. What if one of them was like, oh, I kind of want to live. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that in this movie. Uh, the Selena character. I mean, she's just her instinct of survival kicks in, right? And she's just mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna survive at all costs. And she even tells Jim, she's like, Well, this happened. Okay. Let me, let me get back to that point because something happens right now. So they're in the house and they're all messing around and Jim, um, does something like let, puts on some, puts on, he puts on a home, uh, home movie. Yeah. So there's some light and that attracts some of these like fucking raged, uh, zombies. Yeah. He lights a, he lights a candle and the, there's two neighbors that are infected and they charge, they charge at him yep. through the window. And Mark, uh, defends him and he comes in and he's like beating him out. But Mark gets cut on his arm. Yeah. Before he yeah. can, before Mark can even say boo, before he even like <laughs> can just defend himself and be like, "Hey, don't fucking kill me." Selena's there and she's hacking him up. Just hacks him up with a machete. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like immediately, just dead. He's like, "Oh uh, yeah." He's like, "Wait, it's just a scratch." <laughs> well, yeah, and we don't even know if he was infected at that point. <laughs> But she just doesn't give a fuck. Sure. And, and that's what Selena says to Jim. She says, look, I don't give a fuck. If it's between you and me, it's going to be me. And I'm going to yeah. go, and if you're getting hurt, I'm not coming back for you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, she starts singing some fucking uh, sync to him. She does a little dance. He's like, it's not going to be that's me. She, that's it's how only, she counts uh, the rules. You know, <laughs> it's only March. 2002, like, I'm surprised there wasn't any, like, you know, fucking in sync references and yeah. shit. <laughs> that was a little. Uh, that was a little past the in sync prime, I think. Yeah. Oh, it, they it was peaked with uh, um, that fucking the one where they were. Oh, the bye 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 bye. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> you don't know how many times I because that was back when MTV played music videos, right? And god, that video was on constantly. That video, and they also had the making of that video. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like making the video. There was that one. There was a Britney Spears one, and there was an Eminem one that was on all the time. And I would watch that in my apartment yeah. by mm-hmm. myself, alone. <laughs> two thousand two. This was when MTV was still okay. Like they were yeah. dying. They kind were of in the waning days of MTV. They were definitely sure. in the waning days, but they were still showing music videos. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that people don't yeah. understand. T- TRL. Yeah, even TRL. <laughs> like. TRL at least had video. Like I always thought, though, I'm like, who's requesting these? Like, there's no. But they were all garbage. <laughs> yeah. All of them were garbage. It was just like, fuck. What the hell? Like the closest thing we had to like good music, it wasn't even music. It was just the fucking Osbournes. Like that was our dose, and that was, <laughs> and that show was a joke. Well, yeah, of course, it was all. But it was all garbage. It was all made up. It was. Yeah, it was all garbage. So yeah. the two. Uh, Selena and Jim, they are going off, and they're gonna they're gonna like be together, watch each other's back. But it's made very clear by Selena, like she's like, "What do you expect us to fall in love? Do you expect us to find a cure? Fuck that shit." And I thought that was a very I, I said to my wife as we were watching this, I I thought that was a very cool thing that they added in there because in movies like this, it's always the nobodies that either a fall in love or b they do yeah. something that finds the cure and that's not realistic <laughs> like that doesn't fucking happen like yeah usually most people you meet you just become kind of chummy and, and yeah. it's usually about it yeah you're not gonna i mean no. maybe maybe if you're the if you're the only guy and she's the only girl eventually it's like okay sparks are gonna get, fly get a little yeah but little it's lonely. like usually in these movies they fuck like the minute they see each other and, and then, usually right after something awful has happened like, or something uh, awful is going on um, yeah, but we got time and then, for that. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, I got... <laughs> you got to make time. It's 15 seconds. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, he... Um, and, and, and then finding the cure thing, too, right? Like, that never happens. Like, nobody... No. Nobody realize. Like, There's... look how long it's taken to even attempt to find some kind of cure for coronavirus. Like, the, the, it's like 18 months out. Yeah, I guess a lot. Most of that is like testing, though, right? Like they got to test it on people just so they I think so. The side I mean, effects aren't yeah, like so it doesn't, grotesque. Doesn't turn us into rage monsters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer says something like, "I I, I can't help it. I'm a rageaholic. I can't live without rageahol." <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, that's funny. So they go wandering around and they see a light, like Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, flashing Christmas lights. Blinking yeah. on yeah. off up in the top. I mean, not the very top, but towards the top story of this apartment complex. And it's like 30 floors, right? Like, it's high. It's up there. 20 floors. Yeah. 28 floors later. 28 floors later. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, they have to walk up all those stairs. <laughs> and, of yeah. course, Cillian Murphy's character, Jim, I mean, like, he just woke up out of a coma for presumably 28 days. You know, he's got to have a little yeah. atrophy in those legs, right? He's a little woozy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he can barely make it up the steps, but he gets up the steps and um, he, uh, but he, but he stops periodically and all they have is like junk food. They have like stuff that you it get out sugar, of bedding. Sugary things. stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's like, you got anything? And she's like, you're crashing because of the sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you more sugar. More sugar. And she gives him something else. She gives him like a pill. Doesn't she? She gives him like, um, I can't remember. It's like a, like a, a supplement, like a sedative or something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, there's a, there's some Xanax later in the movie. So maybe it was one of those. Maybe it was. Mm. But uh, she's like, "This will relax you," and then here's more sugar to come back up. And so 
they get back, they get up to the top, well, no, as they're doing that, there's like, these zombies come up the fucking stairs chasing after them, and they're like, fuck, <laughs> and of course, Selena <laughs> yeah. leaves him, and he's like running after her, he's like, don't leave me, don't leave me, <laughs> see ya, so she gets up to the see top, ya. and there's this dude standing there, and he's got like full riot gear on, yeah, and he like lets them pass, and he tells them go down the hall to room one thirty seven or whatever it is. And uh, so they're like, okay. So they go down there, and he fends off the fucking zombies. And he comes back in the room, and we find out it's a dad and his daughter mm-hmm. uh, who are yeah, in this Frank, scene. Frank, and Hannah. Yep. Yeah. And he's a uh, he's an old taxi driver. And when all this shit went down, he just like barred himself up there with his daughter. Yeah. And he tells them of a military broadcast, and they're offering protection um, to any survivors. Yeah, and it's just uh, kind of on a loop. It's like this. Yeah, um, it's coming out of Manchester. Yeah, which Manchester is far away from London. Like it's not like road trip. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a pretty it's like a pretty good day. Like you can get there in a day's drive, uh, definitely. Like not probably not a full day even because England's not that big. But it's definitely like not like oh we just got to walk down the street. Manchester is yeah. is another big yeah. city way outside of London. So there's a lot of great bands that have come out of Manchester, like yeah. the music scene, like over the years, yeah. like who, like the Smiths, Stone Roses. Every day is like um, a <laughs> they call it the Manchester sound. Well, it's one like, of my favorite, um, English premier league soccer, uh, teams is uh, Manchester City. Manchester United. Oh, uh, fuck okay. Manchester U. <laughs> Manchester United. Fuck Man U. <laughs> I'm not too like hip on all the different teams, but uh, I did get into uh, English Premier League soccer uh, probably about, I don't know, I don't know when it was. You like a little bit of the foot, yeah? <laughs> Footy. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I did, I was like, I got to pick a team. And there was a guy on... Manchester City who was from America and he was on the American team for the World Cup. This was like two World Cups ago, so like eight years ago or more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, I like that guy, Clint Dempsey. And he played for Man City. So I ended up really liking them. And, yeah. and they were really fucking good, which also helps, right? And I fucking hate <laughs> Manchester United because everybody likes Manchester United. And all these Americans are like, I like fucking Chelsea. I like Manchester United. I'm like, fuck you. I like Manchester City. And you know who else likes Manchester City? Um, Fucking Noel Gallagher. Oh, all right. So he's a fucking thug. (laughs) He's like, uh, (laughs) they call them the the hoodlums or whatever. The I don't know. Noel and Liam. Noel and Liam. Yeah. I like I like Mm. Noel better than Liam. As a human. Yeah, for sure. And as a musician. (laughs) Oh, as a musician, yeah. I like Liam's... Well, Noel wrote Liam's all the songs. The more, yeah, Liam's got the more distinct voice and sings most of the songs. Yes, but Noel... Noel sings some of them, though. Noel sings some of them, and he wrote... And he writes pretty much all of them. He wrote all of them, so... Do they yeah. still hate each other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. they fucking despise each other. But I think, I think, like, Liam has gotten a little better. I think Noel still's got to stick up his ass. And I think all the members of Oasis were like, fuck you, and they followed Liam. Instead of Noel, yeah. I think Oasis is still around because I think Noel just. Nah, they both have their own separate gigs. Like I actually I th- went to a Liam Gallagher show about oh, a year okay. eh, a year or two ago. Okay, hmm. was it good? It was really good. Yeah, you could tell he was a prick though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you could tell he had a lot of attitude, but 
Yeah, it was a really good show. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bands that have two variations. Didn't there was someone didn't that happened like after like Guns and Roses broke up? Didn't like Slash and like Duff Slash Snake Pit? But but didn't he like wasn't there members of Guns and Roses like like Duff Kagan and um that was Velvet Velvet, Velvet Revolver. Revolver Velvet Revolver with Scott Scott with Scott Weiland from STP Yeah yeah so it was yeah. pretty much Guns and Roses just with Scott Weiland. The old speed metal band Venom, they had two lineups too. So like a lot of bands I've noticed do that. Yeah, or like Audio Slave, Rage Against Machine. Yeah. 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 Audio Slave was just Sound Chris Garden, Cornell. Like, yeah. yeah. Chris Cornell and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. San Zach. Yeah. Boy, that really sucks too. Is like Rage Against the Machine is like coming back and it's like they're gonna do this tour and all of a sudden it's like, well, <laughs> Nope. That's what I'm supposed to be doing Monday. Uh, I would, if the world were normal right now, Monday night, I would be going to Rage Against the Machine. Now I will not be doing that. No, and you have a Pearl Jam concert coming up too, don't you? Yeah, that's in a, that's in a, like mid-April. Yeah, that show's also canceled or postponed rather. Yeah, oh, fortunately, you know what? So far, you know what? Go ahead. Ellen. I hope I hope this really fucks with those scalpers. Like, I hope it just <laughs> fucks up their program. Like, if anything, I'm glad for it. Of that, but you know, wasn't there? There was a story oh, recently, fucks up their program. Yeah, <laughs> there was a story recently about people that when all this started, like this guy like bought a bunch of shit and he was like hoarding it all and he was selling it on Amazon for an exorbitant price. And then yeah. Amazon stepped in and they're like, fuck you, you can't do that, yeah. so we're not even gonna allow yeah. you to, um, yeah, sell it. I don't, what was that? What was he hoarding? I think it was in Tennessee, it was hand sanitizer, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes. It he was he was interviewed by the by the news and he was saying, "Well, I got to make a living for my family." And they're like, "Well, you know, you're taking advantage of people who need it." And you know, like it was just totally fucking awful. And he was like, "Well, I guess I'll donate it." And I think I think he's going to be held like um, liable. You know, well, they it's, should. It's fucked he's a up. Fucking dick. Yeah. But you know, on a lesser note, you remember when? Uh, and this is far lesser, right? Like not something that people need all the time, but. When like um, the Nintendo, the the NES Classic came out. Oh yeah, it was like yeah, really yeah. big. Oh yeah, so this Nintendo. fucker buys all these NES Classics, and as a parent, I know when it comes Christmas time, like your child is like prepping for months ahead, right? Like they're like, I want this, I want this. They see the commercials, I want this, I want this. And now with YouTube, like they see more commercials than we ever saw when we were kids, and they're exposed mm-hmm. to way more stuff. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna buy this for my kid. Then you can't find it at a store, so your only other option then go to eBay, go to Craigslist, offer up, and people are jacking yep. the prices way up. Yeah, and again, even the cheapest one, even the cheapest dude, ones are still expensive. Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because uh, a couple days ago, so I know in a previous episode we were talking about music. I was saying I was working on a new album. Yeah. Well, now with everything that's going on, that's been a little bit more challenging. So. Uh, Aaron, so the guy that I make music with, um, there's a program through the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's uh, actually like a music program that you can collaborate at, like remotely with other people and like do stuff. So we're like, let's do that. Like, let's let's download that and we'll make some music. We're actually going to record some stuff, I think, tonight. But anyway, I don't have a Nintendo Switch. I needed one. They're sold out everywhere because of what's going on. Everybody's trapped in wow. their houses. So yeah, I had to kind of do the equivalent of, I, I had to meet somebody in a parking lot uh like a few days ago, oh, and jacking paid, the price uh, up. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't even want to say what I I paid, but it was significantly more than what they what they Dave, normally go for in stores. Dave, please tell me you wore a trench coat and like a oh yeah fedora and like a mask. I was like, 
You got you got the shit, but nothing. <laughs> like, show on. me the money. For, show me the money first. Nothing on under the and trench the, coat. And the other guy had a trench coat, and he opened up his trench coat. And there's a switch. <laughs> yeah, switch and his dong just, hanging out. Both just dangling. <laughs> just <laughs> hang, just hanging brain. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty eight days later. Twenty. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they he tells them of this military like broadcast that just repeats, and he's like, "This is up in Manchester." I need, he agrees with them because Selena had told Jim they need us more than we need them. And the guy says to the two, you know, cause he's an older guy and his daughter is younger. So it's like, these are like two, like 30 year old people, like prime shape. They need them to help defend them against these zombies. And so mm-hmm. he's like, you're right. I do need you more than you need me. Just get us to Manchester so we can all just be safe where the military is. And they agree. So they hop into his cab and they drive off to Manchester. And along the way, they're developing this bond, like this this family type relationship. Yeah. yeah. And they stop at a grocery store, which apparently no there's, one has looted. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Everything was still like yeah. there, and and you know it had only been 28 days. So. I would, well, I would imagine the it spread so quickly, nobody had a chance to. Yeah. You know, and nobody wanted to go back do. into the hot zone. Maybe I, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I was thinking. Well, this this virus, this infection, probably spreads so rapidly and it's so fast moving that you know nothing. Nobody had time to prepare. Yeah, you're probably right. So, like I said, they're they're having fun, you know, montage sequence and all that kind of shit. And then, yeah, very Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Well, it also is very Dawn of the Dead too. Like at this part, they get to the military place and nobody's there, and they're like, "This is fucked." Like, nobody's here, whatever. The dad somehow gets blood in his eye. There's there's a crow that's, like, making noise, and he kind of looks up at it, and right when he looks up, a drop of blood falls from the sky yeah. right into his eyeball because there's a dead soldier up there. Bad luck. Yeah, the crow, that's, yeah, the crow the was, like, picking at it. Yeah. 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 Bad luck for that fucking guy. Dude, that part is so sad, too, because his daughter walks up, and he's like, get away from me! Yeah, he, like, pushes like, her down because he doesn't want to fuck her up, right? Yeah, but he knows like he's only got so much time because it takes effect pretty quickly. And sure enough, like out of nowhere, the goes, military guys he goes show up. Shit. Yeah, out of mil- out of nowhere, yeah. the military guys show up and they like blow them away. Yeah, that's yeah. a common trend with with you know these kind of zombie movies or infection movies where you have a likable character and they don't survive. Yep, like they're they're tragically infected. Yep, it yeah. Sucks. Well, and it also makes us care for the remaining characters too, even that much more, right? Cause they just lost somebody who we liked. So now we can yeah. sympathize with them a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, yeah. So, and, and, and now Hannah becomes more of a sympathetic character because she just lost her dad. Her dad was a good guy. He helped out Cillian Murphy and Selena. And, you know, he, I don't know. He was just a good all around dude. The military guys show up. So they're like, all right, cool. The military Yay! guys are here. We're, we're safe. Well, these military guys <laughs> end up being fucking dicks. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Day of the Dead. Yes. They, uh, Romero. Yeah, that's what I, I think I meant. Like, I'm, I'm, I thought it was a bit know. accelerated. They're like, within 28 days, these guys turned into total monsters. Like, it was fast. It was also kind of like Night of the Comet, too, right? Like, yeah. People show their true colors very quickly when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, well. I mean, you see it today with people going ape shit over toilet paper. Toilet like, paper, yeah. or on the road. I was telling you guys about the road rage incident that happened to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but crazy. But uh, yeah, so like people are fucking nuts, and you know, you you paint 
you paint a dog into a corner and it's going to fucking lash out. And people mm-hmm. get painted into these corners real quick. You get trapped in your house. I can't imagine what New York City and Los Angeles are going through right now. These people are, uh, you know, trapped inside. And, you know, they're used to being able to go out and do stuff. And, like... Quick shout-out to all those people. Um, our two states where we get the most listeners are in California and New York. So if you're out there, take care. Drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we do joke around a lot on this podcast, but you know, there, there's serious stuff that that happens in the world, and you know, we're. I, I said serious, <laughs> and my phone thought I said serious. <laughs> yes, Brett, I'm here for you. <laughs> Fuck you. I can't touch you, but anything you need, I'm just. I'm trying to be all. Away. I'm trying to be all like serious and like sympathetic and everything, and it's like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, there's serious stuff going on, and, and we want everybody to be safe. Um, but. Uh, to that point, these people are fucking painted into this corner real quick, these military people, and they lash out their true colors. And their true colors are, they're a bunch of fucking asshole, rapist, pieces yeah. of shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're they're very horny, apparently. Yeah, but... and they need, The broadcast was to basically get women, to lure women to the, to the compound. Yeah, which is so fucking... Like, that's a lot of work to go through. To, to fucking just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fucking pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they quickly have to get rid of Jim. So they basically sentence him to death. Yep. There's a soldier that him tries and to... And a soldier that tries to intervene and wants yeah. to help you. He feels bad for them. So yeah, he, he dissents, basically. Yeah, and they lock yeah. him up too. And they're going to they're gonna execute both of those guys. Meanwhile, the girls, they send to like put on like some dresses, make them look nice so they can, mm-hmm. I don't know, look nice when they rape them. The soldier that's trapped with Jim, he jumps onto the grenade, so to speak. He sacrifices himself so Jim can get away. Mm-hmm. And Jim breaks free, and he gets away. Yeah. So the remaining soldiers that were supposed to kill these guys, they're like, well, he's dead. Like, yeah. he broke away. He's running we'll away. Just, we'll, assume, we'll assume he's dead, or he's, he'll be dead yeah. soon. Which is what happens. And while Jim's... Yeah, just, let's just assume everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then while Jim's away, he looks up and he sees an airplane, which is you know kind of an important shot of like Jim. Kind of comes to the realization of like this isn't worldwide. That is a that is a jet. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. jet being like, flown by somebody. Yeah, Sparrow yeah. tells Jim like he believes that it's just it's, it's just, just England that's quarantined. yeah that's it's under quarantine. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that the rest of the world is actually fine. So meanwhile, back at the fucking military base camp. The girls are just prepping, and Selena even gives that Xanax to uh, Hannah just to be like, "Look, this will help you." <laughs> like, just to kind of numb you, yeah. yeah. And she's like, "All right." Um, but Jim comes back for them, and yeah. that's what he always said. He sounds he an air raid siren. Yep, that's what he always yep. said he would do too. He he told Selena, he's like, "I'd come back for you." Because this was, like, after she told him, like, fuck you if I get out. Or if it's between you and me, I'm saving myself. And he's like, no, I'd come back for you. And so... Man of his word. Yep, he is. He's a good guy. And he puts the air raid siren on. And they're like, what the fuck? And the leader of the group is like, I thought you said he was dead. And they're like, we thought he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) And so... (laughs) Yikes! Zoinks! And he's like, go get him! Of course, Jim like sneaks around, and uh, there's a there's a soldier who they had like chained up, who turned like zombie like, 
uh, I think it was a soldier, I don't know, it was somebody who had turned into rage, who was chained up, and Jim breaks the chain, so the guy gets free, and he just like goes around and he starts mauling people. Turns a couple soldiers into other zombies, who then mm-hmm. proceed to attack. And, and, and I don't know if we talked about this, but people turn like that. Real quick, yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. like within a minute. Within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes to uh rescue the women, Jim does, and he finally finds them through a series of events, and they get out to the car and they're gonna drive away. And uh mm-hmm. the the leader, the cor- colonel or whatever the fuck he was, is in the back seat. Major West. Yeah, he's <laughs> and he's like, You <laughs> fuck me. Just give me a give me a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they open the door and they see him. And He's like, I'm supposed to meet a guy in a parking lot for a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and a hand job. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, a, and a handy. Yeah. Yeah, no. But he shoots Cillian Murphy. Yep. And Hannah is now, Hannah's driving the car. And she's Hannah's driving. She speeds away. Yeah, she, she puts it in reverse. And uh, one of the, the infected soldier grabs West. Yeah, busts through the, the back window. yeah. Through the yeah rear window kills him. Yep, and then they escape. Yep, and but Jim is like uh, bleeding out in the back seat, and then it cuts to twenty eight more days later. <laughs> yep, and uh, we get quick flashes. Like that's the other thing too. Like Danny Boyle's really good at, and this like in train spotting. Uh, I know you said you didn't remember it too much, but there's like a lot of quick cuts. Like yeah, I do remember that. He's got a kind of a distinct style. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and then like you see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that made any sense? But um, yeah, a very Edgar Wright. He's got kind of a similar yes, style yes. too. Sometimes, yeah, yes. Um, so we see some quick stuff of him in the hospital, and now all of a sudden he wakes up and he's like in this cottage in the countryside, and he uh, has got his wound taken care of, and he goes down. And Selena is sewing something on a sewing machine, and Hannah's outside, and Hannah comes rushing in, and she's like, I heard it. And they're like, are you sure? And she's like, yes, I heard it. And they, like, drag this, whatever Hannah was, or Selena was sewing, they drag it out there, and they put it out, and it's a big letter O, mm-hmm. and it says, hello. Hello. And they just finished the O. So before, it just said hell. <laughs> They're like, yep, exactly. (laughs) But it says hello, and so the jet is now flying by, and he sees the hello. And we kind of hear the... Yeah. So we don't know what he said, but assuming we're assuming that he he sees them, and we're hoping that they're going to get rescued. And that's the end of the movie, except for if you stay after the credits. And after the, there's also a couple of alternate endings. Yeah, Yeah, and I think one of them plays after the credits. Yeah, after the credits, there's the alternate ending where Cillian Murphy dies. And, yeah, he dies in the hospital. Yeah, and uh, Hannah and uh, Selena just go off on their own. And they get over it. Selena, like, gets over it pretty quick. Like, she knows she's got to step up and be the strong one out of the two that are remaining. And so she gets over it pretty quick after Jim dies. And she just mm-hmm. walks off with Hannah and is going to be her protector. Yeah. And there's another alternate ending, too, where it's the same as the the regular ending, um, just without Jim. Because it's just presumed that he didn't make it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's another alternate ending (laughs) (laughs) where they get a Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Yes, and they make music. Yep. So, Uh what do you guys think, Alan? uh, Why don't you go first? Yeah, um, I. You know, it had been a while since I had seen this. The last time I saw it was in the theaters, so I was curious to see if you know if it had aged well. 
you know, the way the movie looks, it's very grainy. Like, they used very low-quality equipment to right. film it. And some people are torn by it. It didn't really bother me, um, you know, because, you know, I'm used to, like, VHS and stuff like that. But um, it, you know, it has a certain look to it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, it didn't really bother me. Uh, but the story itself, um, you know, I think was very... Uh, it, I think it tried to be original and I think it, you know, succeeded mostly. Um, you know, I like that it established its own rules and it kind of brought back those zombie type movies. And then we got, you know, uh, like another era of zombie movies and it kind of brought back the genre. I think this was one of the first ones. Cause I think, I don't think we really had anything zombie related, like in the nineties, especially in the late nineties or early like early millennium but with that said uh you know great action great performances um you know you really sympathize with the characters it was very realistic and very gritty and um the way it was shot you know obviously complements that um you know I, I thought it was a little slow in some parts but um overall uh i think i liked it better than when i saw it in theaters i don't think i appreciated it as, as much when i saw it in theaters and like I said, it, you know, it brought those zombie movies back into the spotlight a little bit, even though, like, you know, they're not zombies, they're infected, they're not the undead, it's just people infected with a virus. Um, but I liked it, I gave it a three. Okay. Uh, David, do you want to go? Sure. Um, yeah, I like this movie. Uh, I haven't seen it, I hadn't seen it in a very long time. I saw it in the theaters when it came out and really enjoyed it then. I agree with Alan. Like all the action scenes were really cool. Um, there's some good gore effects, but not like over the top. And lots uh, of fast cuts too. Yeah, yeah. And I like the the editing. Uh, I think also helps kind of with the pacing of the movie mm-hmm. and just the not knowing what the hell's going on. The the way it's shot, you know, Alan, you mentioned how like it's very grainy. The colors are kind of washed out. Um, that's one thing I don't like about it. I'm kind mm-hmm. of on that side that I I wish yeah. it wasn't shot that way. Yeah. I do like at the beginning of the movie where they're showing like all the clips of like rioting and like all the violence and visceral stuff. I liked how that looked, mm-hmm. but I wish when they transitioned to that the main story that it, it you know was just looked different. Um, but I like the performances of the actors. I think Killian Murphy does a really good job. The whole like principal cast. My biggest gripes, I feel like the villains are cartoonishly villains, uh, just kind of over the top. Uh, I don't know how realistic uh, that it, it very, took me out a little bit. Very exaggerated, maybe. Yeah. And that was, if you guys remember, like when we reviewed uh, Day of the Dead, that was my kind of my similar criticism of that was I thought the villains were a bit over the top. But overall, I think this is a very good movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half. Yeah, I think I would probably say that I I, I really like this movie. And, and to, I'm going to kind of agree with both of you on, on a lot of this stuff. It did a lot for the genre. It, it changed the, the – or it re reinvigorated the the zombie films that we got in the 2000s um i also really like the the acting i like the pace of the movie um again to your point david i like the editing i actually like the kind of washed out look i like the graininess i thought it added to like this post-apocalyptic atmosphere Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah the the pacing was good there was a couple spots towards the middle and 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 right before the end that i got kind of like all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's kind of like, let's kind of get to it. 
Although, yeah. up until that point, it's like things happen pretty quick. Like, right. you're not sitting around bored for uh, an hour mm-hmm. and a half waiting for the ending. Um, so I appreciated that. But um, one thing that I didn't like about the bad guys is, like, I, I like when good retribution happens, good revenge mm-hmm. happens. And the, I don't the comeuppance. Yes. And I don't think we got that in this film. I think yeah. we got glimpses of what happened and maybe we that's, heard what happened. That's yeah. a good, that's a good point. Cause like in days of the dead, like Rhodes, yeah. like when he gets ripped apart at the end, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yes. he's pulled in half. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you get that big payoff. And this one, like, yeah, his death is pretty quick. Yeah. It's yeah. quick. It happens. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I would have liked to see, I don't know if Hannah was going to be the one that caused it. Maybe he could have, he could have been the guy who killed Hannah's dad mm-hmm. or caused, I don't know, somehow like, right. I don't right. know. Just make it a little bit more. Yeah. And I do kind of wish there was more gore. It was gory, so to speak, but a lot of it was like implied. Did, yeah. did you guys get that? Yeah. You know? No, yeah, you're right. Cause like when uh, Selena kills um, Mark, it's, like you see the the machete hacking away, but yeah, you don't really see anything other than his initial wound, yes. which looks cool. Yeah, but you don't yeah. really see anything beyond that. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm not saying the whole movie had to be like really gory. Like a couple of good scenes of like somebody, like like especially the bad guys somebody getting their r- shit ripped, ripped off. apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like I think the best way to put it was that this movie um, was executed like very safely. Yes, like they didn't really. Um, you know, showcase, like you said, Brett, like any really, and I think um, yeah. any, any highlights of like any gory scenes or anything like that, they just played it really safe. And you're right. Like there wasn't really any big payoff. Yeah. Well, and I think some of that is also because Danny Boyle is not a horror director. Right. Sure. He's not, he's not right. But I mean, he's still a storyteller. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 What's well, another thing I like about the movie is like, yeah, the guy makes trade and spotting and yeah, he makes this movie and then he Slumdog makes Slumdog Millionaire. Millionaire. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's kind of all over the place. Talented. Yeah. Talented no, guy. He's very talented. And like I said, the look and the, and the pacing and the, uh, for the most part and the editing, um, and the shots that were used, I really liked the acting yeah. was really good. So I'm going to give it three and a half as well because I, I, I just think, I think it's a worthwhile movie within the genre and I would put it up there as like, if you're going to watch, especially in the new Millennium zombie movies, like I think this is a, a good one to watch. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, it's a good start to what we got you know, in those coming years, for sure. Yeah, so if we do the math, I think that's like... That's a 3.33. 3.33, okay. That's, that's a pretty good score. Okay, so the next movie uh, that we watched was a movie from 2017? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Called Mayhem. Now, I had heard of this movie... And we've told this story on the podcast before, but when we went to Son of Monster Palooza back in 2017. 2017, I, probably. I guess yeah. it was. Like, before we even started the podcast, when, when us three, like, really first started hanging out more, we all went to Son of Monster Palooza together. And uh, there's a whole story of why Alan wasn't with us at that particular time. But <laughs> <laughs> he was he was wow. off doing some arts and crafts uh, with Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we... David and I were standing in line to get um, Glenn, the uh, what the uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, Stephen Ewan. Stephen Ewan. And we were standing in line to get Stephen Ewan's autograph because he was there promoting the movie Mayhem, and I, they had oh. done a showing of the movie. I don't know if it was the night before or earlier on during. It was, the, I think, it was earlier that day. Earlier that day, but okay. we didn't see it, and we didn't know shit about it, and we were like, <laughs> "Listen, he's Glenn." from the walking dead. Okay. Like, yeah, but, I, want, I want him to sign my bat. Yeah. I want him to sign the Negan bat because 
that was right after spoiler alert right after glenn got killed on the walking dead yeah by negan's bat and if you have if you don't know that fuck you um but <laughs> <clears throat> anyway so he's sitting there and they're doing like the director was there um steven ewan Samara was there weaving. and then it's like samara weaving was there but we didn't know who she was either and it was like but you had to well you didn't have to but you got a poster of mayhem and you got it autographed by everybody as you walked through and everybody was really nice and so i got a poster david got a poster and we got and he got his bat autographed but finally i watched the movie because David picked it. <laughs> because we had to. Because we had to. But I have this so poster. This first time? And I have the poster signed. And I have the poster framed. And I have it hanging up. So who signed, who signed your guys' poster? Some, Joe Lynch? Yeah. Joe Lynch, uh, Stephen Ewan, and uh, Samara Weaving. Okay, that's cool. I know. Yeah. And it makes it even more awesome now because, like, like Samara Weaving has gone on for in some success. Especially in the horror genre. Yeah. Uh, she was in the Babysitter, which is a movie that we did, uh, we talked about already. She was in yeah. um, the Ready or Not, Ready or Not, which I saw in the theater. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was in this, and so she's <laughs> she's kind of like you know. Can Can I just say something? Yeah. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Meow. She's uh, meow. she's the poor man's Margot Robbie. I don't know. I think she's. I think she's pretty attractive. I, I think well, she's. I, this, you know, I think, I'm not saying she's not. I think she stands on her own. She stands. There's on a her. resemblance. Yeah, yeah. There's a resemblance. I'm not saying they're, she's. Aren't they both, they're both from Australia. I think they are. Her dad's Hugo yeah. Weaving. Her dad's she, Hugo she's Weaving. From, she's from South Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and her dad's from Australia by way of like South Africa, also I think, and by way of England. So I think like he's like traveled between all the different territories. Uh, provinces, but uh, yeah, Hugo Weaving, who's like uh, Mr. Anderson, that's him. Yep. Anyway, I just thought that was cool that that we met them without like even wanting to meet them. <laughs> like that wasn't our goal. Like our goal wasn't like, yeah, oh, yeah. this movie Mayhem. Yeah, we saw it. And I remember as we're going <laughs> through the line, it's like we didn't even see the movie. And like, and like I think the director said, "What'd you guys think?" or something. And and you I don't know. David and I it? were just like, "Yeah, it was good." <laughs> I think so. But you know what, though? I did go home, like, from that, and I think I bought it, like, immediately. It was on yeah. Shudder. Like, I, I wanted to see it. Yeah. It's on Shudder, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it was released it's Shutter, on Shudder. It's a Shudder production. Yeah, I think it was released to well, no, Shudder. Shudder, right Shudder got the rights to it, uh, oh, but it, it had a Blu-ray re- uh, release before it went to Shudder, oh, I believe. It? Okay. It's a Shudder exclusive? Yeah. yeah. So it's still on there, and if you don't have a subscription to Shudder, you probably should. Um, Get it. It costs, like, $2 a month. The movie. Okay, so let's talk about the movie. What'd you give it? No. <laughs> uh, the movie is very similar to 28 Days Later in the fact that they're not zombies. They're getting infected by this virus. And this movie is actually a lot more relevant right now than even 28 Days Later was. Like The first like basic shot of the movie it shows the virus like under a microscope and it looks like the, the fucking coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah. So... The movie talks about, and you got Stephen Ewan, who is the main guy, and his is his name Derek. Derek, yeah, that's where I got Derek from earlier. Derek, yeah, yeah he's Derek. So Derek yeah. is doing kind of the voiceover narration of the whole thing, and he's saying how it all started, right. and what happened, and how this basically this virus just takes away all it it, it like basically makes people like they're fucking inebriated. Yeah, the the id takes over. They don't yeah, have any it, judgment. It's not. It, it's not lethal. It, it infects like their like inhibitions. Yes. 
and their moral integrity and you know so if they want to fuck they're going to fuck it, right it there. acts on their impulses yep. yeah, yeah and if impulses. they want to kick someone's ass they're going to get into a fight and if they want to kill somebody and, yeah, yeah they'll kill they'll somebody. kill you they'll kill somebody yeah. and that happened uh he talks about this case that set a precedent like if you're infected with this disease and you kill somebody you get you're off not liable because yeah. the disease was what was controlling it it wasn't your fault so the other thing yeah. That's interesting about that is when you're infected by the disease, you can still make rational decisions or you can still think like it's not like you're yeah. like mindless. You can still think you can still be like, I got to go to the bakery to get bread. But it's just like if someone cuts you off, you take it to the extreme like you're going to mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> pummel them with a fucking French loaf. You know, it's like yeah. it's like you're not <laughs> you don't have a, you don't have any inhibitions. Or if you see a hot yeah. chick, you're going to grab her ass because, like, <laughs> something you normally yeah. wouldn't do, but you would just do it. Um, and Derek Derek was the one that um, found that loophole that won that case for that guy yep. who committed that murder. So it, it allowed him to um, elevate. Get promoted. His, he gets promoted, his, gets the corner office. Yeah. 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 And, but and it takes a toll on him. His company That's is like a company of like lawyers who represent big corporations or some shit, right? Right. Yeah. And like yeah. mortgage banks and like they do a lot of shit. Yeah, they're a bunch of douchebags <laughs> and and Derek basically becomes a douchebag himself in the process. And he like, even yeah, acknowledges he, it. That he becomes one of them. Yep. yep. And yeah. he starts neglecting his family and yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah, he ignores his sister. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So long story short, uh Samira Weaving comes in. She's trying to save her house from being foreclosed on. Yeah, and she pretends to be a lawyer, and he sniffs that bullshit real quick. He's like, this is your house. Yep, and he says, there's nothing we can do. So get the fuck out, basically, and kicks her out. Meanwhile, his counterpart, who's actually above him in the company, Mm -hmm. like literally and figuratively, um, in in floor-wise... Something something bad happens where they're they're gonna lose a lot of money for a corporation that they represent, and she puts the blame mm-hmm. on Derek. Yep. So Derek will get uh, be the fall guy, and he finds out about this, and he's like, "That's fucked up. No, that didn't. I didn't do that." Mm-hmm. Also, she stole his coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, he's very very sore about that. Very upset about <laughs> that. <laughs> That's my fault. Um, but. Yeah. Anyway, but her name's Kara, and they call her the Kara. Uh, they call her the Siren. She she's kind of speaks to the the big boss. Yeah. Uh, she has his ear, yeah. and he kind of goes along with what she says. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "I want to talk to him." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do that." Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they go up to the big boss, and the big boss is like, "I understand what you're saying. Uh, if you'll just leave us now." And ultimately, he gets fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. He's also got a best friend who's uh, kind of on his level, uh, at the co- at least a best friend at the company, who's on his level. This guy is like kind of like, no, you got, you got to be peaceful. He's like trying to like be calm about everything. Also, during this whole thing, as this whole thing is going on, the virus is at their office. Mm-hmm. And as soon as one person yeah. gets it, all of a sudden the whole fucking office gets it. It's in the water, yeah. right? And yeah, well, and it shows like even like coronavirus stuff, like it has a bunch of quick cuts of like people touching things and touching their faces and touching surfaces. And it just kind of shows like it quickly spreads. But yeah, Derek gets it through the water. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody gets it. And then the government has come in and they've put them under quarantine lockdown. Mm -hmm. Shut down the whole building. We got to shut it down for eight hours. 
Yeah, they start pumping in like this uh, agent that's going to like basically cleanse the building. But yeah, it takes eight, hour, because they eight have hours a, for it to take full effect. Yeah, they have a cure agent for it. X. <laughs> <laughs> they have a cure for it, but it, yeah, it'll take eight hours. So during that eight hours, they're all supposed to just ma- maintain the status quo. But meanwhile, everybody's again beating the shit out of each other, fucking doing whatever they want uh, <laughs> in the office building. And, you know, working in an office building, there's a lot of people whose asses you want to beat. <laughs> like, on a regular basis, you're like, this guy's a douchebag. I did office work for two years, and I fucking hated it. I hated it. Well, I've done office work for... I'd, I'd rather I'd rather do physical labor like I'm doing right now. Like, being outside or being, you know, in a warehouse, I'll take that over office work. I will day. say this. Having done both, the physical labor part is, like, you're only really responsible for yourself. Like, you know, you're not like, I mean, it's just like, do this. And once you get that done, it's like, okay, well, you've got that done. There's no way that they can be like, well, you didn't, you didn't move that properly or you didn't like load that proper. I mean, I guess they could say that, but load this. Yeah. Load this motherfucker. I'm thankful to still be working as a warehouse supervisor and we're, we're working in a warehouse, but we also have our yard and we have like fresh air. And, you know, we, we have hand sanitizer. We're very careful. So, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm very fortunate, like, yeah. just to have that. You know? No, exactly. And I'm just, I'm just thankful that I can work from home during all this. You know, oh, it's yeah, like, totally. I don't even have to go in the office. I can do my job from, from right here where I'm sitting right now. I have to go to work every day still. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you could do your job from home. And if it comes to that, you will still be able to work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we're fortunate. For now, I don't have that option. But yeah, but I I technically could. Yeah. But you're also fortunate that you're still having a job, right? Like Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, I'm super grateful. There's going to be a lot of people. There's already a lot of people that have filed for unemployment. Anyway, so all this shit breaks out and uh, Glenn, Derek, whatever the fuck his name is, he gets fired and they're going to take him off, but they can't take him anywhere. He's going to start some shit and... He starts starting the shit, and they lock him mm-hmm. like in a basement, and they're gonna beat the hell out of him. But he meets. They've also locked Samara Weaving down there, and so they decide they're gonna join together. And he's like, "I can get you what you want, and what you want is your house. If you help me, yeah. I will help you." We want. I yeah, he's like, to the if we get to the top floor, the boss can sign off on the house. I need to talk to the boss to get get yeah. my piece, get my job mind. back. Yeah, get my job. Well, back. He wants to talk to the yeah. board of directors, right? The nine. Yeah, the nine. And uh, so before they can get to them, they got to go through like the rankings. of yeah. Exactly. It's like a video game. It is. It's yeah. very much like um, uh, Bruce Lee's game of death where Lots of sub bosses where he's got to go yeah. through the different floors at advance. I, I, and I, yeah, cause go ahead. I was going to say, cause they need a, they need a card to get to that top floor, but to get there, they need to get to this other boss first to get their card that will get them to the next person. Yep. And yeah, it's, and there's yeah, a lot of, there's a Great lot video of game. betrayal too. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of betrayal. There's a lot of things that they have to do. Uh, so along the way is that, yeah, like David was saying, they have to go to the HR guy who's a cool character and they get his card. They call him, they call him the Reaper. Yep. They get his card. Um, they then use that card to get up to the seventh floor, which is where the siren is. And they have to get her card. Uh, but her card's all fucked, so they have to find a workaround, and they find a way to do it by going down to the basement, ultimately, and getting the IT guy, and 
He gets them to get all the fucking porn <laughs> on from one of the board members on a hard drive, and they like they like bribe her. Well, I think they're they're trying to her. retrieve her code or something, right? Or like they're trying to get something from her. Yeah, they need they need they her need key card. Her. Yeah, because yeah. the the siren burned got her key card burned by her assistant. Her assistant ultimately kills her, by the way. But her yeah, assistant awesome. turns on her, and mm-hmm. so they're like, "Fuck." So they go down to the basement. They get the IT guy to blackmail the one of the board members. She comes down with her key card, and she says, "I will give you the key card, but you got to give me Samara Weaving to to Derek." And Derek's like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> and then Done. Samara Weaving's like, "What?" <laughs> and this is after they fuck too, right? Like Samara Weaving. Well, this is what happens. It, this goes back. They to, didn't really fuck. That was more like. Making out, all their clothes stayed on. No, fuck. I'm pretty sure they fucked, dude. Uh, I saw, th- I saw, th- I saw thrusting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like they, 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 closely. they were. That was the most fully clothed sex I've ever seen. It was. In my life. All right. Well, regardless, like it's implied that they fucked because she's like, "What do we do now?" And he's like, "Well, we exchange numbers and we like get an apartment and a dog and stuff." And he's, she's like, "Uh, no." But that goes back to what I was saying about the 28 days later. How in that movie. Uh, she says, what do you expect us to fall in love? And we are talking about how they always have sex like at inopportune times. Like, yeah. But maybe it's explained in this movie because they're... But this, yes, this movie makes sense because they're, they're, it is taking they're over. They're infected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, so fucking, uh, he like betrays her, we think. But before he leaves, he kisses her. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, he just slipped her something in her mouth. Like, I, I just like thought that. And sure as shit, mm-hmm. he did. He slipped or something. Because he, uh, as he's getting in the elevator, he turns to the board member and he like shows that he's got all these screws in his hand or something. And she's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? And then it flashes back and it shows him, like, as he's tying her up for the board member, he's like unscrewing all the screws. And that's what he passed to Samara Weaving so she knew. Through the kiss, that's what he passed to her. To her. And so the board member turns around and there's Samara Weaving and she just goes fucking... Yeah, <laughs> yard right. on her head like she fucking like smacks her around and she kills her. Yeah. So yeah, Ewing goes up to Derek goes up to the top floor and there's the board members and the big boss and they got some champagne and they're like giving them a round of applause and they're like, "Congratulations, you made it! Here's a contract. Let's show him what he won. <laughs> You're gonna be a partner." There's like these two chicks next to him and they're like, "I'm gonna suck your dick. I'm gonna help her suck your dick. <laughs> All you got to do is sign this, that, and the other thing." And he's like, and he refuses. He says, "Fuck you," because mm-hmm. he still has the uh, the paperwork from uh, Samara Weaving from Melanie and her foreclosure. Yeah, and yeah, he he's like, "Fuck you." He wants to do the right. I thing. don't want to do this. And he and the boss get into a big old battle. He ultimately betters, gets the best of the boss, gives him one last punch, and the guy falls from the balcony. Would you guys have been a partner, or would you guys have gone with Samara Weaving? Well, ultimately, he becomes a partner anyway. Yeah. No, but at, at that point, though. I don't know. I'd like to think oh, my I... morals would have kicked in. Yeah. Sure, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So he... Well, actually, also, before he throws the guy off the, the balcony, he turns to the board, and they all give him the, yeah. the Roman gladiator. Yeah, like, slit the throat thing. Yep. Yeah. And so... They say, just do it. And so he punches him. And then they give him the contract to sign. He signs it. He becomes a partner. He becomes the boss. <laughs> and he does it yep. just long enough to sign the paperwork for Samara Weaving's uh, contract or whatever yep. to get her out <laughs> of her quits. mortgage. And uh, 
Then he quits. I kind of wish he had uh, given the dude an uppercut, like Mortal Kombat style, yeah. off the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh. a pit. <laughs> Punch him into the pit of the Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Fatality. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped off his face. Yeah. Spit acid at him. Do you remember in Mortal Kombat two, like if you punched him into the Deadpool, and I think he had to like hold down on the on the controller, controller uh, the little skeleton would pop up and go, oh, <laughs> make like a little noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. You remember that? Uh, uh, I love Mortal Kombat. So grand. But yeah. Awesome. Game. <laughs> That's yeah. like one. So he quits. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that's one arcade cabinet that I think I would, I would get Mortal Kombat two, MK two, that's Kombat the best 2. one, or yeah. three. One was like groundbreaking for me. Like that was I was in high school when one came out. That was the thing when Mortal Kombat two came out. I remember going to when it first came out. Aladdin's Castle had like fifteen of them. <laughs> and me and my friends went down to Aladdin's castle one night. My mom gave me, she's like, here's a roll of quarters. Go have fun with your friends. And I'm like, okay. Um, and yeah. so I went down there and we just, and it was cool because it was the first night. So nobody knew any of the like secret moves, right? We only knew the moves from the first one. And so yeah. it was like, everybody was like going, what'd you do here? What'd you, how'd you do that? And it was like, you were just helping each other out. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Those games were so socially engaging. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. I like I think I like Mortal Kombat better than Street Fighter. Yeah, I do too. I had yeah. a Street Fighter two cab. I had an Ultimate MK three for a bit. Yeah, nice. You can put can't you put more than one board in there so you can play like two and three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. See, that would be the thing to do is like get like Mortal Kombat two cab maybe because those cabs I think look better. Oh yeah, because MK, MK one is the Johnny Cage like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But the MK2, I think, is Raiden. Yeah. yeah. So if you had the MK2 cab, but you had the bo- you had boards for like the first three games, I think would be kind of cool. That would yeah. be cool. Have you played sure. any of the new ones? I haven't, but I saw one of them is on the Nintendo Switch, so I might. You can get it for the PS4 too. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, that's right. MKX. Is that the one you can be like Freddy Krueger or yes. something like that? You can be Freddy yeah. Krueger. You can be Jason Voorhees. You can be uh, no, not Freddy Krueger. You can be Jason Voorhees, Leatherface. Michael Myers? Not Michael Myers. You can be, I think, Predator, Alien. You could definitely be Jason and... Um, yeah, there was one I remember. You could be Freddy for sure. But, but the thing was, it wasn't the classic Freddy. It was the new Freddy. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the one prior to this one with the Jason downloadable content is the uh, way to go. I think that one's a good one. So you should get that one. All right. End of story. Okay. Um, speaking of end of story, that was the end of this movie, basically. It was because... Uh, <laughs> he quits. He quits, and then him and Samara Weaving are painting in an art class, and uh, she like gives him like a funny face, and the movie's over. Okay. So, I'll go first here. Um, I, uh, I really like this movie, actually. I really, really like this movie. This movie kept me entertained throughout the whole thing. I thought the editing was great. I thought the... Uh, the pacing was good. I thought it was funny where it needed to be funny. It was gory uh, as fuck a lot of the times. Um, there was a lot of violence. Well, maybe not gory, but there was a lot of violence, definitely. Um, yeah. I thought it all fit really well together. I thought it was a cool idea where, you know, 28 Days Later was kind of the same thing where it wasn't zombies. It was just this virus had taken over. That's kind of what this was as well. But it was also... 
like we had talked about, like there was those different levels. It reminded me a lot of Game of Death where Bruce Lee's got to go through those different levels of bad guys. And each one has just a different little superpower. And so like in this movie, it's like they go to see HR and the HR guy's got this superpower kind of superpower. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you're going through all these different levels and it was like a video game. Oh, our ultimate goal is this, but now we got to retrace our steps to go back to where we came from to, to get where we got. So um, all that being said, it made it even more cool that we had met the cast before David and got their autograph because now I can say like, oh, I really like this movie and I have a poster from it. So I'm right. going to give it a four, <laughs> um, which is a, a, a really high uh, grade for me. Um, but it's I, I give it a four because... There was still some shit in there that I was like, meh, I could I could yeah. do without. But um, I, I think a four is a, a good solid grade for this. Um, what say you, Alan? I give it a three. Um, it was very entertaining. It, it wasn't much of a story. Like, it was very basic. I thought the story was kind of rushed a little bit. But I didn't really feel any need to invest myself in this story because ultimately at the forefront of this story of this film – was the violence and it was very entertaining um but i think the violence was at the forefront and it took away from having uh, a better story it was very basic but that was the main attraction was the violence in this film um and it was fun um it wasn't too long and i was okay with that because if it had been any longer it would have just you know just been excessive and it would have just felt like Okay, you know, there's not really much to the story. It's just a bunch of violence. But yeah, it's not even an hour and a half. I think it's like an right. hour and twenty six minutes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the story was very basic. It you know, and that's not really bad because this was more. This is more of like a kind of just fun movie. But the characters are interesting, um, and that's what made it fun as well. Is you know, seeing these characters get theirs. Uh, but I can see this definitely being in years to come, like a cult classic, especially people who do work in an office. David, you work in an office setting. I could imagine like this mirrors a lot of things that you deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you have the HR guy, you have the, you know, how you have someone who is like the siren who gossips or whatever, you know, you have these different stereo office stereotypes. And I think, um, you're stealing viewers. part of my review, man. Yeah, don't oh. steal his whole review. <laughs> well, no, but no, it, it 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 was apparent to me, and I used to work in an office for two years, and you know, so I could imagine people who do work in an office setting. This is probably a favorite film. This is something that is a go-to, and it's very, it's kind of an escape, you know. Um, but it's very entertaining. It's very gritty. It's fun. What do you give it? Um, not, I gave it a three, but nothing oh, else for okay. me. Other, you know, nothing else. Nothing else outside of the box of violence. It's it's fun. The story's basic, but I give it a three. It's good. It's great. Okay, cool. Fair enough. So this was my third time seeing it. So I saw this movie like when it first came out. I bought it right away, um, and I watched it. I really liked it. Um, I watched it again, like maybe a few months after that, and I was like, eh, it's all right. And then I watched it again uh, a couple nights ago, and I think part of it just like with the context of the world that we're in right now, uh, this was by far the most I enjoyed this movie. And even the things that I didn't like about it before I liked now, what was something, Um, what was something that maybe you didn't like, uh, before I didn't, 
that you I didn't now? like I, I thought similar to 28 days later I thought all of the villains were very over the top but this time I I, I really made the connection I was like well that's the idea yeah, don't you think that's, that's the what idea. they're supposed to be like they're caricatures of and these people were and a lot of these people were already assholes. So if you're already an yeah. asshole and you're, you know, you get drunk, you're going to be, you know, turn that up to eleven, uh, and that's kind of yeah. how the whole this whole movie is eleven. Like, yeah. As soon as the virus hits, it's like the, the whole movie is nuts. Uh, the, so the characters were very exaggerated of yeah. real life counterparts, mm-hmm. and that's what made yeah. it entertaining. And Alan, you mentioned, you know, like some of the office stuff, uh, the guy who plays the HR guy, they call him the Reaper. He has that cane <laughs> that walks around and like, and it, like when people see him, they're like, oh my God, um, there was a guy at, the, at a building I used to work in. Uh, I'll just say his first name. His name was Phil and Phil wore a cowboy hat and a bolo tie. Fucking Phil. And if Phil was in the office, someone's getting fired. Oh shit. Like no questions asked. Like he was the executioner. So like when I saw that, I was like, that guy's Phil. And like, yeah, when Phil would walk in the building, if you listened very carefully, you could hear the asshole of every person in the building <laughs> just, puckering puckering just a little bit. You're like, Oh God. Did I ever tell here. you, did I ever tell you that <laughs> when I got laid off from my previous job, uh-uh. I had a meeting scheduled with my boss. I won't get into the full details of everything, but like my dad was sick. I was just coming back home from uh, a vacation uh, with my wife. My my dad was sick in the hospital, and I had to like it was serious enough to where I had to go up to Illinois to visit him. And so I was, I was like last minute planning this stuff, um, but I had a, a weekly meeting, and so I had called my boss, and I was like, I, I won't be in the office on Thursday and Friday, but I'll be here Wednesday. And he's like, All right, we'll have our meeting on Wednesday. And I'm sitting there waiting for the meeting to start, and my boss worked remotely. And all of a sudden, and I worked right next to where HR was, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the HR lady comes up to my desk and she goes, do you have a meeting with Eric right now? And I was like, yeah. She goes, I'm in that meeting. You want to go to this office with me? And I went, I looked at her and I literally went, fuck. Because <laughs> I knew what it meant. <laughs> like, like oh. I knew. I was like, fuck. And she just kind of looked at it's me. A trap. She looked at me and smiled and, and I was like, yeah, I'll be right there. Fuck. Yeah. Mm. Sucks. Anyway, go ahead with your yeah. review. Sorry, but the Reaper, yeah, he's Phil. You saw the cowboy hat. You knew somebody was getting canned. Um, I love all the action, uh, the violence. I, I like the characters. Uh, I thought Samara Weaving was just she steals. She I feel delightful. like every scene of every movie she's in, she's just like just electric. Yeah, I thought she did a really good job. There's a scene where the two of them are talking about music that I read was, I guess, pretty much improvised. Where they're, they're talking shit about Dave Matthews Band. And they start like talking about like their top three bands or whatever. Yeah, you know oh, I he likes. To, I forget. Derek likes Dave Matthews. Derek band. likes Dave Matthews band. She likes uh, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, her- I forgot to tell my wife about that scene because you know my wife is a big Dave Matthews band fan. Do you remember <laughs> her uh, her three Desert Island bands? Yeah, it was uh, Motorhead, DRI, and uh, Early Anthrax. I don't know what DRI. Dirty Rotten uh, Imbeciles. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of thrash metal, yeah. punk yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, actually, I thought that was cool. And then later. And then later on in the movie, they have, and they have a Dave Matthews Band song that plays during the movie. That, 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 yeah. I'm Dave Matthews, and I sing like this. I, I uh, gotta uh, say, on a on a music related note, what also added to my my rating was uh, the closing credits. I immediately recognized it. It's Steve Moore from the group Zombie. Mm-hmm. With that that progressive electronic. Well, Steve Moore did the score to the movie. Yeah, he did the score. And, Which and I've got that I, score on vinyl. It's awesome. 
I didn't recognize it until the closing credits um, when I, I was, you know, I could listen to the music and I was like, that's Steve Moore. And I looked it up and like, yeah, sure. It was Steve Moore. Yeah. He's great. And you get the Dave Matthews. Yeah. Right after they bang, they're cuddling to Dave Matthews. Uh, and then uh, there's another great music moment in, in the end of the movie where he's kind of like telling off the boss or whatever. He gives Samara Weaving his phone and he's like, go put on track three. And it's uh, it's Motherfucker by Faith No More, Faith which is no a More, really yeah. cool song. Except, fact check, he says put on track three. That is track eight on that album. Maybe it was Shame track on three you. on his mixtape. Yeah, Maybe. track, right, track right. three on his phone. Yeah, track, we'll give him a pass. Yeah, maybe it was like <laughs> his running mix, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> his workout mix. Uh, but I like this movie. I like uh, again going back to the context of today. There's a couple quotes in the movie that thought stuck out, but one of them was the "No one raindrop thinks it caused the flood." Yes, I love that, that quote. A great message, like wash your hands like you know follow what the cdc recommends yeah because uh, all these people are like oh it's not gonna matter if i go out and do this or that like you might be the carrier you might get somebody else sick so follow that advice you could be the raindrop that causes the flood so don't knock it be the dipshit in the movies that doesn't think anything is wrong yep like but overall, don't be the I dipshit agree. in the white house who thinks everything anything is wrong <laughs> Yes, it's going to magically go away. Eight hours. An eight-hour quarantine. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Yep. I feel bad for that doctor and his administration. He has to, like, Fauci? pretty oh, much. Like, and, like, yeah. literally face palms yeah. like, while he's talking. Yeah. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I gave it a four as well. So that's a 3.67 overall. Yeah, price. and, you know, it's funny that you brought up that music conversation because I think that was one of the cheesy moments that I was like, come on. Mm. <laughs> I found I found that whole conversation a bit forced. It was a bit like, oh, I want to be like, I want to write something like Kevin Smith or whatever. You know, it's like, what do you? Yeah, think? that's. I mean, that's that's the director. Um, you know, he's a big metal yeah, guy. I liked it because the other guy was like, well, because Derek's like, oh, I think people have to just. It's cool yeah. to hate on. I Dave don't. Matthews. I don't disagree with the conversation in of itself. I think it's perfectly fine. You just I feel it was forced. In, it was forced in that situation. It was like they're sitting there and they're like. Uh, Getting ready to kill, like, yeah. What are you th the top three island bands? They haven't even known each other for like four minutes, and they're already asking no, top yeah. three island bands. He should have yeah. been like, "Do you like Phil Collins?" Yeah, he should have been like, "Do you want to go to a DMB show with me after this is all over?" And then she could have just railed into him like, "DMB." <laughs> We're like DRI. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like yeah. a little like fire dancer tattoo on his shoulder or something like, <laughs> you know, yeah. that would have been funny, but. I hope yeah. we don't see it too commonplace because we did a movie. We reviewed a movie called The Green Room, and they had like a Desert Island Band discussion too. So it's but like, I found that conversation was better because those were friends who seemingly had had that discussion ongoing for years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know what you know why I only gave it a three was you know little things like that just felt kind of artificial too. But yeah. But overall, for me, other than that, like this movie is going to be a movie that I'll watch again. And I do yeah. want to watch it again. I want to show my wife the movie because I think she would really dig it um, as well. She didn't watch it with me, but my wife saw it with me. I think the second time I watched it, and she really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. something that you can watch like on a regular basis. And and like you said, David and and Alan and and myself actually earlier on is like this movie. Like even now, it's like especially with what's going on, it's like this is more relevant now. And, oh yeah, and uh, yeah. it's it makes the movie more enjoyable. So highly recommend yeah, so uh, checking check that it out. out. 28 Days Later as well. Uh, 28 Days Later is on Hulu, which I just signed up for, by the way. 
so I can watch nice. like uh, some of the stuff. And there's a lot of like TV shows. They have Twilight Zone on there. They have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, Which uh, dude, there's an episode. Uh, it's Always <laughs> are Sunny. Are they paying us? <laughs> they're not. Called uh, uh, there's a quarantine episode about where they all go into quarantine together. I should watch because uh, oh, it's hilarious. Uh, no, the, uh, the, the Twilight Zone is on there, but so is Outer Limits, I mm. think, or, yeah, I think it's the Outer Limits, but it, there's all these, like, great old shows and, like, horror shows that they have on there, so I'm really excited to see that, but the one show that I've been binging is not, it's on Netflix, actually, is The Office, Uh-oh. because I haven't been able to go to work, so it's like, I go to work <laughs> vicariously through <laughs> these people. Brett, Hulu was going to give us money, and then you name drop Netflix. Sorry, Hulu well, we doesn't have your dropped, office. We also, we also dropped Shutter in this episode. Yeah, we did. No! We're covering all our bases. Yep. Horse for Amazon Prime. I think I, I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched another movie on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Me too. So, all right. Well, I really like Gibson guitars. <laughs> <laughs> they just send us a Gibson guitar. Well, I think that'll about do it for the uh, this week's episode of the Swearwolves. If you do have any thoughts or uh, on, on either of the movies that we discussed or any ideas for movies that we can talk about in the future, you can contact us through many different forms of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch us. Uh, don't come touch find us. us on social media. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, the Slasher app, Facebook. We are the Swearwolves on all of those. We have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. We are on Instagram as the Swearwolves podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and leave comments there. Or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm quarantined. And I'm going to end this episode like I've ended it so many times before. Fuck Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. to get that for them. So you're going to do... Oh, dude, pick, pick this up in a second. Roxy's going outside. That dog does not like Roxy. <laughs> Last night when we were doing this test call and Roxy walked in, that dog would have... Oh, yeah. She's like, you took my day. Nikki's like very protective of me. For some reason, she always thinks Roxy's going to hurt me or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, gives, she gives one one final growl. Yeah, Did you hear that? You. Don't come back. <laughs> Does she ever like, uh, is she ever sweet with Roxy? When I'm not around, if it's just the two of them, yeah. Oh. But like, 
And sometimes when we're all together, like if we're sitting on the couch, she'll be sweet. But like if I, if she move, like it's weird. She gets really like, strange. Especially like sometimes if Roxy like shows affection, she gets pissed. Well, wow. well, Icky's also blind, so it's like she can't see. Who she's always is. she's always been like that though. No, yeah, it's just Roxy. <laughs> so does Roxy hate the dog? Eh, they got a love hate scene going. <laughs> She beats the daddy's shit. girl. She beats the shit out of that dog when you're not around. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not around, that's why the dog hates her. Um, and anyway, you were saying about uh, um, before yeah. we move on, I gotta pause this um, because I gotta pee so bad. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, I'll be back. Yeah. All right. All right. 